Once again, hearty fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters. We have gathered this Friday evening to humbly enter into the energies of the Mekal. The Mekal has come to be ever since 1910. And an arrangement is made in the higher circles for downpour of energies of synthesis which would enable man to realize the splendor of life and also realize the essential deathlessness of man. These are the two purposes, to live well and then to leave well. These are the two challenges for every human being, to live well and to leave well. Both are difficult. As we see the human life, it's not easy to live well. To live well means to live in peace to live in poise and to live in fulfillment, in splendor, to live a full life with a, a fairly good demonstration of vocational life, a good demonstration and fulfillment of family life and a good demonstration and fulfillment of social life. These are the three dimensions for human being. One is the personal life, the domestic life, the other is the professional or vocational life, and the third is social life. In every dimension he has to fulfill. <coughs> there has to be a good family, there has to be a good profession through which one can serve the society to his utmost satisfaction. And there has to be a good relation with the society, transmitting the vibrations of goodwill all around. This is what essentially life is. Man draws much joy when there is a, a joyful family at home which he brings up, and a profession that doesn't bind him but through which he can serve. Normally, things that we develop, they bind us. The family binds us because we don't know how to relate to the family. The vocation binds us because we do not know how to relate with the profession. And the society binds us. Everything binds us. This binding aspect of life is nothing but not knowing how to do. When the know-how is not there, how to live? Then everything around us binds us, including our body. So to release oneself from all these bondages and yet live well, you can be in the body and the body need not condition you or deplete your meaningful programs or cause hardness for your fulfillment. 
So is the case with the family. The family can be developed as a cogent unit, harmonious unit by which the purposes of a householder are better fulfilled by the lady and the man, and the bringing up the children in a good man. And then the profession can never be seen as a means of getting bound. It is only a means to serve. The means to serve doesn't never has the tentacles of bondage in it. Service never binds any. Service binds because there are expectations and they are working for personal selfish interests. That's where the vocation binds us. Everywhere there is lack of knowledge and therefore there is lack of freedom arising from ignorance. We are ignorant, therefore we are bound by the body, by the family, by the vocation, and by our social circles, relative circles, everything seems to be a bondage. So this is what man is suffering from, from ages. And then there are persons who try to break all these bandages and move forward, causing pain here and there. They are not supposed to break things and move forward. The ancient system to some extent suggested breaking away from the family, breaking away from the profession, breaking away from the society. It is not seen as a path of knowledge or a path of life or a path of love. Therefore, the science of yoga came to be. The purpose of the science of yoga is to live with everything without being conditioned by it. He can live with family without being conditioned by it. He can live with profession without being conditioned by it. He can live in society without being conditioned by the society. And he can live in the body without the body conditioning you. <coughs> These are the diamonds that the yoga proposes. We cannot say we are really practicing the yoga as is coming from the masters of wisdom. Then we are bound by everything. We are bound by the body, so it doesn't cooperate with us to do the programs as are given to us by the master whom we follow. It doesn't oblige us. The body does not oblige. The family does not oblige, the vocation always comes in the way, and the society is topsy-turvy. In such a situation, how to set up a life within that irregular life, to set up a, li- a regular life is the skill which yoga gives. Yoga, yoga, karma isn't it? So when you, when we have the skill of developing the needed freedom, the needed independence, that's what Master calls. Master speaks, Master CVV. He is very much fond of the word independence. You should be independent of your body. In the sense, the body cannot decide your program. It's like your vehicle deciding your program. 
to many of us, the body itself, I saw Bangalore is too distant. It's better I do it at my home. Many people, by, by their body demands, if they do not reach where they are to reach for a purpose, Likewise, the body demands every morning to sleep a bit more than what is necessary, isn't it? Elder people do not gather with much enthusiasm on a daily basis for the prayer. Group prayers are only when there are important events. Other times, the, the body-mind always recommends, ah, you can do it at home. Why should you go all the way to the prayer hall? I will do in my own apartment. Like that many stay back, isn't it? What is the, the, the essence of it is, the body-mind decided that the soul shall not go to a group prayer. It's a bondage of the body. At every given time, the body tries to show its own uh, power over the man. <coughs> There is a part of the mind which is dedicated to body. There is a part of the mind which is dedicated to the knowledge or buddhi. There is a part of the mind which is relatable to the soul. It is divided into three parts, the mind, the soul mind, the mind of wisdom and the, and the mind that cares for the body. All the three are important. But then who presides over? When is a question. When soul is to preside over, the body comes and dominates and says, you can do it at home. You don't have to go all the way to Tapovan. I am speaking of the residence of the Tapovan colony that we have built here. Therefore you don't find much attendance here for the daily prayers. I am not I don't, I am not a clear audience or clairvoyant person, but still I can very easily say because that is the human nature everywhere. Daily prayers hardly 10 to 20 persons attend, while there can be 200 persons in, the, in a group. So just to give an example, it happens in every group. It happens in every group. Isn't it when we are at home, we have our own way of making concessions with the prayers. <coughs> we may do prayer in the worship room, we may do the prayer in the drawing room, and if we are lazy enough, we may do the prayer even on the bed. Just utter CV on the bed and then... So that's why the body, body conditions. And then there is a part of the mind which relates to your profession, your family. So this is how, what happens is, we are essentially free and independent as souls, but we have out of ignorance built things in a manner that they bind us and we are not free. There is no freedom. Our nature does not cooperate with ourselves. We are the persons. And we have personalities. This is the fundamental. We are persons. And we have personalities. <coughs> we are jivatmas, 
and we have swabhava. Our swabhava always troubles us, isn't it? It always keeps on troubling us. That is why it is said, each person's swabhava is his spouse or wife. The soul is the man and the swabhava is his wife, be it male or female. Till male, female are only in the form, but the soul is neither male nor female. It is a double. The soul has its light and the soul has its personality. So this personality shall have to be made friendly with the soul. Personality shall have to be made friendly with the soul so that the soul fulfills itself with the help of the person. If the personality does not cooperate, soul can only wait. Just like a man at home who doesn't know how to even prepare coffee for himself, shall have to wait for everything for, his, for the lady to prepare and give it to him, isn't it? So therefore, I am a particular man. He is one step ahead. <laughs> so therefore, when we are dependent, that is one thing, when we are independent. Independence is the key note of the yoga of Master Siddhi. Independence does not mean that we responsibly cut off with people, dealing with people. It's not independence. By that we create more karma and become more bond. Bound. Independence comes through the skillful action of skillful right action. So this right action is what is uh, what enables us to build the right relationship with the personality. We are the souls and we have a person. Don't say we have a soul. If you say we have a soul, that means we have Degraded yourself as person. It's like our dog saying, I have a master. Is it the dog that has the master or is it the master that has the dog? Who owns whom? Who is the master to whom? Therefore, to say that I have a soul is an utter ignorant statement. We are the souls and we have developed a personality which does not so much cooperate with us. It's like we tame a dog or we tame a horse and it doesn't uh, relate to us well and doesn't uh, follow our commands. Then life is full of conflict. And the personality does not relate to the soul and uh, cooperates, does not cooperate with the soul and it develops its own programs. The personality develops its own program. So then what happens? The very purpose of a soul incarnating into a body, developing a personality is repeated. So we have all entered into the form, the human form, to fulfill the unfulfilled purposes of the soul. That it is so is also forgotten. Therefore, at the end of the life, we, are, we remain unfulfilled. Many things remain unfulfilled. 
So we think we haven't done well. Therefore we come back again. Apart from the stories of difficulties of departure and the transit through the hell house, the very purpose of our coming is not fulfilled eh? because the soul has come with a purpose. It has to demonstrate the kind of freedom in friendliness and relate to the body, to the, to the family, to the vocation, to the society. And when once the purposes are fulfilled, it should be able to depart as freely as it has entered. That is how it is seen by the seers. For that we have, we all get into some kind of yogic practices or spiritual practices. But then we are bogged down with so many routine things that we do and forget the purpose. How far am I fulfilled with respect to these four dimensions of life? Does your body condition you for a, for a, for a program which soul intends to fulfill? Where there is nourishment to soul, and if body comes in the way, it is said to be the, the, the first impediment in yoga. Your body cannot come in the way of your, your soul nourishment. As soul, when you, when the, for example, when the prayer nourishes you, as, nourishes you, you being the soul, anything else cannot condition your prayer. Neither family, nor vocation, nor body, nor society. We have such a situation. It has to be carved out. It has to be carved out. That's why it is said. In yoga, you have to make sure that any program relating to discipleship or enforcing the program of the soul, if anything comes way, you know that in that aspect you are not still free. You are not free. You may not be free on account of your body. You may not be free on account of your vocation. You may not be free on account of your family programs. You may not be free on account of your social programs. In all these four dimensions, if someone asks you, oh, why could you not attend to prayer in the evening? Some reason is given which is not a valid reason. Isn't it? When we decide upon the yoga path and follow a master of wisdom, there are some, some simple instructions that the master gives. Some, very simple. Because the master knows that these are all bound ones, imprisoned ones. They are all prisoners. They are all prisoners. Knowing full well that they are prisoners, they give very simple practices which are feasible to follow. Simple practices which are feasible for following. So when they cannot be followed, it means you are not entertaining the required degree of will. That's how we have this morning prayer and evening prayer that tests us very clearly. The morning and evening prayers is a clear litmus test to see are we or are we not free. 
serve serve not if you are nive if you are not even free for morning prayer you can forget about yoga i am saying in, in assuming that we are all very regular with the morning prayer very 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 regular if evening prayer is is becoming possible to you it means you are gaining some independence and evening prayer also becomes possible to you it means you are gaining some independence otherwise no independence because by evening what happens is you may be stuck in some program you don't plan well to ensure that you are free for evening prayer and the program into which you are would be appearing apparently more important than the prayer that is more more important so your nature if you, as long as it finds something more important than prayer it means you are not in the path of yoga the path of yoga <coughs> things that's where you see the 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 priority is decided if yoga is your priority evening prayers are also conducted with equal vigor as as much vigor you conduct morning prayer with the same vigor you conduct the evening prayer if you are not able to attend to morning prayer even any cause we speak of is not valid for yoga purposes if you are not able to attend to evening prayer any cause you mention is not valid it shows you are not still free we have been demonstrating for the last one week how thoroughly we enjoyed the morning and evening prayers here many of you have gathered from the group of bangalore and why can't we arrange the day in a manner that we do the two prayers neither your body shall come in the way nor your family come in the way family programs evening programs sometimes come in the way of evening prayers social programs come in the way of evening prayers vocation comes in the way of evening prayers even in the vocation if you take away 10 minutes or 12 minutes at 6 o'clock no one in the no one that surrounds you really object no one around you should have that courage of conviction if you say i need 15 minutes of silence for myself and i will rejoin in the program no one will object on the contrary he gain lot of cooperation from the surroundings and sometimes they may even say maybe i also join it maybe i also join it. so it's a matter of conviction that we need to hold to conduct the two prayers and until and unless our two prayers are very regular we 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 cannot say we are gaining independence don't think that by by not being a regular 
the master may not bless and all that. The master gave a method of granting independence to us and it is for us to accept that method and work with it. In the thick of things also we can do evening prayers. In the thick of things. Just at that moment, two minutes before six, we can just withdraw. And for fifteen minutes we just remain silent. Invoke the master, be silent. The will of the master would enable the situation to happen. I have many such experiences. The will of the master is such that when we have the intent to pray, the, the necessary cooperation comes from the surroundings. Even train stops two minutes before six in an unscheduled manner and until the prayer is complete and then it starts. Even to that extent he arranges. To that extent. Even in big situations you can just withdraw for ten, fifteen minutes. When you have the will, you have the way. When you don't have the will, you don't have the way to independence. The purpose of yoga is to be free. Freedom. To be free and yet to relate. To relate in freedom. Every one of us would like our own freedom, isn't it? But our own nature doesn't let us to be free. Our nature doesn't let us free. Therefore, we build a, we weave a system around us which does not allow us to be free. There were times, even on the tank bond in Hyderabad, at two minutes to six, I should, I used to park the car aside and do the prayer. The entire buzz of the sound of the cars would appear to be like, oh, in a busy city, in a park, if you sit down and close your eyes, you can see the whole sound happening around as a dimension of home. So therefore, the, the teaching as it comes this evening seems to be, seems to be, test your own independence by your own commitment to the prayer. That's it. Test your own independence by your own commitment to the prayer. If you are really working for independence of the soul, from, from what? From your own nature. Independence has to come from your own nature, because nature binds you and tells you, we'll go here, we'll go there, we'll do this, we'll do that. So therefore, that nature has to be made friendly. That's important. You cannot set undue influence on nature. It's your nature. It's not somebody's nature. It's your own nature. Therefore, you don't you don't have to suppress it. Suppression of your own nature is called a very beastly method. Beastly. Suppressing the nature and trying to gain control over nature would result in getting overpowered by nature at a later stage. 
It's like if you keep your foot, if you set your foot on the hood of a serpent, in your moments of unawareness the serpent springs up and bites. Isn't it? That's why people who do the practices of suppression, like diksha, diksha has to be a natural diksha which can be adopted to on a daily basis. Daily basis. How many of you have gone through diet programs and after the program what happens? With vengeance, the body comes back. In the same shape as it was before, isn't it? You may go to Jindal, we have in Bangalore, a beautiful place where they can, in fourteen days they can put you to a shapely form, an irregular form, can be get back to a regular form, isn't it? But are you able to retain it? Why? Because what all you did for those fourteen days was not natural with you, it is not part of your nature. So do it in a manner where nature cooperates. We cannot do it in any other way. That's where this skill is. That's where this skill is. Slowly, we have to work with your own nature. If we see ourselves right from speaking casually, some falsehood, we have to be very accurate when we speak. See, the nature is such that some people, they speak not in a casual manner, which is not very accurate. Why should you speak that which is not accurate? Why should it be an estimated speech, an approximated speech? Why should there be an approximation speech? Why can't there be accuracy in speech? If we say, just for example, to go to railway station, how much time it takes, you should be, tell us, able to say accurately. Then you are reliable. Isn't it? If you say, how much time it takes, it takes to go to Jayanagar, it's very near, just fifteen minutes, and it takes forty minutes. Are you accurate? So your nature is not accurate. To that extent, there is training. Your thinking would be accurate, your speech would be accurate, your movements would be accurate, and anything you say shall be accurate. It cannot be an approximate say. It cannot be just releasing some kind of wild statements which have no sense, which cannot be seen in truth. So to that extent the speech, the thought, the whole system can be set in order so that you tend to be a very effective person, very effective. Effectiveness comes through accuracy. And this accuracy is but part of the nature that you carry in you. You should never speak casually even when you speak with others. Which has to be accurate. If you wish to praise someone, praise with the truth, not without truth. Let not praise go beyond the truth. Let not be praise 
go beyond the truth. That not the praise, go beyond the untruth. It is not the untruth. We speak of, we keep on speaking things which are not accurate. Therefore what happens? Your system tends to be inaccurate. So what I wish to say is bring your nature into silence to start with. Let ensure that your nature gets into silence. That means if you close your eyes, is there a lot of noise of thoughts in your mind? Lot of noise of thoughts in your mind. Or is it as much quiet as you are? You are essentially full of silence. The noise around you is the nature that builds around you. So therefore to bring this nature in tune with the source program is what is intended. That's where there is the story of friendliness between nature and self. Nature and self. Our nature have to be friendly to us. Our nature should enable us to see through better, to listen through better, to act through better. That is what is called developing a transparent nature. The soul functions through nature. When the, when the nature, when our nature is transparent, when it is so full of confusion, so full of haziness, so full of fog-like, gray matter, then we are ourselves confused. That gray matter, when you sit in the prayer in the morning and evening, the Master clears. The work that he does is to clear the undesirables in our nature. That is what he means by saying, I shall repair your vehicle. Bandivani Jivika Charakunda Bandi repair Jastanu. In Telugu he said like that. Bandivani means we are all Bandivadis. <coughs> what is the Bandi we have? The personality is the Bandi. Everyone's personality is his vehicle. So each one of us have a vehicle. Do you have a vehicle to someone asks? If you are a student of a student of yoga, you say, yes, I have a vehicle. What kind of vehicle? It's not so very good, I am repairing it. <laughs> Every vehicle requires repair until one becomes a yogi. Isn't it? So this vehicle is what he intends repairing because the soul is fine. Soul is full of light, of love and of will. Soul has three natural qualities, will, love and light. Naturally the soul has. What is disabling these qualities to manifest the nature in you? Your nature has distorted itself by your own understanding, speech and action. So therefore, to bring friendliness between your nature and your soul, to make them friends, 
is what is important and that is the symbol of Gemini. Please remember. In Gemini you have to a male and a female together. And they are said to be friends. They are said to be friends. If they are not friends, the story is different. If they are friends, the story is different. Only when one's nature is completely friendly with oneself, such person can achieve to his heart's content, to his complete fulfillment. Then the purpose of his coming or incarnating is completed. If, if the nature is not cooperating so well, your journey is not complete. It's like when you travel from other place to this place on the way, if your vehicle breaks down, breaks down, or if your vehicle gets into a repair, then your vehicle gives to problems. All the problems that we have are nothing but the problems related to our personalities. The soul has no problem. The problems that we always speak of, everyone says no problem, no problem, but there are problems, isn't it? <laughs> and no problem, like that. Even before we think of problem, people speak of problems. <clears throat> And no problem, we can go. Why problem? See, to start with, in the speech itself there is a problem. If someone says, can I go to United Lodge of Theosophies to pick up some books? He says, no problem. So you said there is a problem. Is it, what is asked is, is it possible or not possible? No problem. We start the speech itself with no problem because we are full of problems. We are full of problems, therefore we always say no problem, no problem. If ask anything, you ask any person, he starts saying no problem. That means there is problem. Otherwise, why would you speak of it? <laughs> so likewise, this nature is the problematic thing in each one of us, which we have built over lives. If, if our life is not comfortable to us, you can't blame anyone. It is you who prepared, you or me, who we prepared our nature. So we cannot complain about anything. You have to make your nature in a friendly manner that which is comfortable to you. If this seat is not comfortable, I should make sure that the seat is made comfortable, isn't it? Because I need to sit in it for three hours. So I can't sit in a chair which is not comfortable and keep on complaining, it is not comfortable, it is not comfortable, it is not comfortable. Instead of complaining, why can't you make it comfortable? So in every aspect of life there is discomfort. Isn't it? So. The with the body there is discomfort, with the spouse there is discomfort, with the vocation there is discomfort, with the society there is discomfort. How did it come through? It come through through your lack of knowledge. <coughs> it came through due to our lack of knowledge. 
So even if the whole system is irregular, you can still be regular. Even if the whole system is in disorder, you can be in order. Doesn't prevent it. The nature gives that freedom. We cannot say everything is in disorder, so I, I am also disorderly. It can't be like that. So this freedom, what the sages speak of is but this freedom with from your nature and then a friendly nature. The message, the initiation in the month of Javani is essentially an initiation of friendliness. An initiation of friendliness. Friendliness with the surrounding or friendliness with the neighbor comes later. Friendliness with your own nature is first. Love thy neighbor is, has not become possible over two thousand years, isn't it? A master of wisdom, he came and he said, love thy neighbor. Till date humanity is not able to love the neighbor, isn't it? We cannot, because inside there are troubles. There are troubles. First the nature has to be set right. <coughs> And nature should not be seen as your enemy. If you have not tamed your horse properly, it behaves funny. Isn't it? You cannot say, I will beat this horse. The more you beat it, the more it tends to be non-cooperative. Likewise, the practices cannot be beastly practices to bring the nature into a friendly orientation to you. This friendliness is the great key to yoga. The very royal teacher's name is Maitreya, isn't it? Maitreya. Maitreya means he is an embodiment of friendliness. To him everything is friendly. Even the, the hardest cold weather that they have in those trans-Himalayan regions, it's very friendly to him. He doesn't have to wear any warm clothes. Everything is friendly. Nature is friendly. Then the inner nature is friendly, the outer nature is also friendly. The inner nature only requires adjustment. The outer nature tends to be friendly when the inner nature is friendly. Then you don't complain about the summer, you don't complain about winter. You don't complain about rainy season, you don't complain about mosquitoes. You don't complain about insects. You don't complain about anything. A yogi has no complaints. Because he is free. He is free from all complaints for the simple reason his nature is so friendly that it is able to meet the surroundings in friendliness. Unless your nature is friendly to you, you cannot be friendly around. There is a saying coming from Master C.V.V. Have a friend in you and be friendly to the others. Have a friend in you, then you can be friendly to everyone. If there is trouble, see your stomach is always troubling you, like an ex patient, you can't be friendly. 
if your stomach is a harbor of fear or anxiety or dislikes or hatred, you are yourself not at comfort. So you cannot transmit joy and peace and all those things into the surroundings, isn't it? So first thing is, have a friendly nature, then that friendly nature enables you to build bridges all around. So working with oneself is the great task in interested in yoga, not, not working so much. When you are able to work with yourself and make yourself very friendly, and are able to keep a smile on your face at all times. Unless one is in a serious situation, it is but natural that the soul has a smile on its face. On its face. A smile on the face is natural for the soul. That's why all the, soul, the accomplished persons have a smiling face, isn't it? But we have to... Sometimes we have a smiling face, but many times we haven't. A little stomachache is enough to put off this smile. A little headache is enough to put off this smile. Headache is your headache, don't think that it's another's headache. Your headache is your headache, it is not other's headache. And you may create headache to others with your headache. Is it? Likewise, with your stomachache we can create problems to others. So when there is a problem in you, there are surmount, you, you, these problems sprout all around. This we have to accept first, this, this law of nature. Because this is what we see with the great beings whom we worship. We speak of Rama, we speak of Krishna, we speak of Buddha, we speak of Christ. We speak of so many masters of wisdom, isn't it? What is it that is so charming in them? It is their peaceful nature, which is radiant and magnetic. It's very magnetic and it is very radiant. Soul is the same. Soul is the same. It's the nature. So what is to be repaired, nature has to be. Nature has to be made completely friendly to the soul. So, you and your nature are the two aspects in you. You and your nature are the two aspects in you which Gemini depicts. There is only one sunshine where you have two verticals, isn't it? And that is the third sun sign in the Jodhya, Gemini. That's why in the month of Gemini the initiation is given by Master Siri. Only novels know to initiate humanity and they do so in tune with the time. Now we are in the month of Gemini right from 22nd May, isn't it? By 29th May, seven days pass. So therefore the Master decided that he shall give this initiation of friendliness, yoga, school, friends, society. Isn't it? Did, any, did anyone name like this? Did anyone name their institution with the word friend? 
the master said, yoga school friends. So we are in a school where we are trying to find, we take lessons to gain friendliness with our own nature. This you should know. We should know that we don't assume that we are already something. This is a, it leads us to a smoky path, but we can never come out of it. We can never come out of that smoky situation when we already are satisfied with us about our nature. We should never be satisfied unless our nature tends to be foolproof in the sense in every state it stays poised, in every state, in every situation. Nothing, no sudden event would disturb it. No unexpected event would disturb it. No happy movement would make it hilarious. No unhappy movement will depress it and cause shock. Nothing. Isn't it? That kind of nature, the most friendly nature, is what Germany as a sunshine can bestow. Because it is one who became two in the beginning of the creation and that is how Germany came to be. One became two, Prakriti and Purusha. And they have been friendly all through. There is no quarrel between Radha and Krishna. There is no quarrel between Sri Parvatis or Shiva Shaktis. Isn't it? There is no quarrel between Prakriti and Purusha. They are friendly at all levels, they are friendly. In all states they are friendly. At all times they are friendly. They play their game so well. And that is the ideal for us. That's how we have Ardhana Reshwara. Similar understanding was also there in other systems. The Greeks called it Adonai. The Jewish called it Yahweh, the male-female God. Our God is male-female. That's why we also speak of male-female God, Lakshmi Narayana, Uma Maheshwara, or Bhavani Shankara. Isn't it Vani Hiranyagarbha, Vasista, Arundhati Vasista, Sita Rama, Mata Vitra? Spare, always spare, 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 spare. And it's always the nature before you. Lakshmi Narayana. Isn't it Uma Maheshwara? Because what is visible is nature. You are within the chamber of nature. Nature is your envelope. So therefore to build this friendliness with nature, the month of Gemini is chosen because the month of Gemini is essentially a month of universal friendliness. Universal friendliness. So be friendly with your nature to start with. And slowly your friendliness with your nature would also respond with friendliness by your nature. This is the, this is how the work is done. Be friendly with your nature and slowly 
gain the response of the friendliness of your nature. When that takes place, then the yoga is in the process and the master helps it. My, the relevance of the master is that he helps us in building this friendliness with one's own nature. He may have been a very angry man, say, say, twenty years ago, and after twenty years of yoga practice, you are not that angry. You are not that angry. He may have been a man of anxiety twenty years ago. Now you may not be that angry, <laughs> anxious. Like that every aspect in you slowly the adjustment is made. The adjustment is made. For that adjustment we sit in this prayer. Don't think it is like meditations as are given in other systems. People think it's a meditation. Here Master did not call this as meditation. He called it as prayer. And what is it, what is their prayer? It is a prayer seeking adjustment to nature. Whose nature? Your nature. Who adjusts it? The Master adjusts it. Therefore we invoke the Master and let him to, let him adjust the nature which is in you, which is troubling you. So when the nature is adjusted, everything is adjusted. When nature is adjusted, it tends to be getting in tune with the divine nature. The divine nature is full of splendor. The mundane nature is, has lot of roadblocks in it, many problems. So from mundanity to divinity, the nature is transformed. You are not to be transformed, you are the same. It's not the soul, because the soul is the descendant of the universal soul. Jivatma, Paramatma, isn't it? Paramatma has manifested as Jivatma. You are no other than the Father. Father exists as Son, that I am. Brahmahamasmi, Sohamasmi, means what? That I am. But the one, that, has its nature, which is divine. And essentially it was divine with us. By virtue of our loss of knowledge, it tended, tended to be mundane. So from mundane nature, the transformation is into divine nature. And that nature requires, that, that transformation requires not only the help of the Master, but also our will. If we don't will the Master, if we don't will to change ourselves, the Master cannot help us. Unless we bring the vehicle to the mechanic, the mechanic will not attend. You either have to invite the mechanic home or you have to take the vehicle to the mechanic shed. Going to Kumbhakonam or Nehragiris is taking the car to mechanic shed, the vehicle. And involves the master, the mechanic comes home. That's why he says, I am master mechanic. He will repair. Let him repair. Where is the hurry? Why can't you sit long hours for reparation? Why can't we sit long hours for reparation? There is a lot to be repaired. 
and he is uh, so patient in repairing. To him, there is no case which is hopeless. There is no case which is hopeless. We may feel ourselves very hopeless. We feel ourselves very helpless. But it's not the case with the Master. <coughs> Even helpless cases he has transformed into very helpful things. Master VPS, when he went to Master CVV, he was in a very hopeless condition. Completely hopeless. More than Master MN, Master VPS is relevant to us. More than Master MN. Master VPS is very relevant to us. Why? Because Master MN went to him and in a matter of five years he was called little master by the master himself. It's a different situation. But VPS he went with a body which is full of sicknesses. So full of sicknesses, he was disgusted with it. He thought he would die. Better die with this kind of with this kind of body which is full of problems. Every day problem, problem, problem. Either constipation or diarrhea or stomachache or reeling sensation. He can't eat anything. He can't do any work. What kind of body is it? What kind of body? Everything is punctured. He has so much flair for gaining divinity. He had lot of love for the divinity. But then it just disables him. So he wanted, he decided one day, better I go to Kasi and sink into Ganges. That was his decision. He made the decision. On the way he went to some house where he received the call from the master. The master from a distance, he can implant to where he went. There he heard that there is a very mystic yogi in Kumbhakona. Master VPS was living in Chennai. He said, anyway you decided to go and sink in Ganges. I don't come in the way because I, I have been seeing you, how much you are suffering with your sicknesses. And it's your decision. I respect it. But before you do that, you do that there is one person, one mystic, Yogi in Kumakon. I have heard that he does many miraculous, normally not possible things. And he declared that he would grant deathlessness. Why don't you just make a visit for what it is worth? That's what the message came to him through the omnipresent one. Because he is so much relating to the omnipresent one all the time, right from his childhood. He was a, an excellent peace. And he was longing for divinity and the presence of the divinity to relate, to experience and to realize. That is one part. The other part is 
a horrible vehicle. So when this message came, he thought, yes, why can't I just... Anyway, it's a friendly suggestion. Anyway, I wish to die. But then came a suggestion, let me try what happened. A trial cost nothing. So he came to Kumbhakona. And of course, he is a master CVD. He is a very grand master. I haven't seen in one sitting everything getting set. Everything is set right. it. Including the frozen shoulder, an account of a bad accident to him. He had right shoulder broken when he was moving in a bullock cart. The cart fell down, he fell down, it is broken, and he, it was not properly joined by the, the then doctors, it was improperly handled, he, he could not even lift his shoulder. Whenever he was to write something on the board as a teacher, he has to lift his right hand with the help of the left hand and then write. That was the situation. Including that everything is clear. Why? Because VPS was so ardent to relate to divinity. The grace of the Master, we don't know on whom it shows. On whom it shows. So everything is set in order in the very first encounter with the Master. Just three prayers, all is clean. And even on the very day, the Master said, eat everything that is served. Don't think this doesn't suit me, this doesn't suit me, that doesn't suit me. All was forget about it. Just, I'm here, sit by side. It happened in 20th century. I'm not speaking of Krita Yuga or Dvapara Yuga. Just a few decades before. Not even a century, maybe around this time, last century, <coughs> it happened. And he has himself recorded it. It's not somebody else speaking about someone else. It is Master VPS himself has written how he was lifted up. May he lift up the earth to the kings of beauty. Like that we had make utterances. But a Master could just Transform the whole situation in a matter of two, three prayers, and that's it. Thereafter, he was he lived in good health. There was no there was no bar for him to eat anything. No bar. He could eat sweet. He has no complaints about sugar. He could eat salty things. He has no complaints about blood pressure, isn't it? He could eat fried things. He has no problem about cholesterol. He said, you are with me, just perfect. He gained the independence, but what I mean to say is not about eating sugar or sweet or anything. Independence is granted so fast. Should we not beg the Master in our prayer? We may not be asked. 
as fiery and as brilliant as VPS master, but still, please. That's what we say from time to time, master, please rectify. We are very casual even in saying that. And when we say it in English, we are very stylish. Kada? Prardhana attitude under the English law. Kutuga. Master, please rectify and type in it. Yanta, Dhatra Palakala. We are full of deficiencies in us which can be rectified by the Master. So that, what is the benefit? The benefit is we are comfortable with us. First we have to be comfortable with ourselves. We cannot go on somehow managing ourselves all the time. How long you manage yourself when it is so deficient inside? The inner deficiencies you only know. Your neighbor is not interested in knowing. <coughs> we try to set up <coughs> to the world something which we are not. Isn't it? We know very clearly what we are. Nobody needs to tell us what we are. But uh, when it comes to the world, you just turn it out and try to show your best face, isn't it? You hide the other face, isn't it? There is a song in a Hindi movie. The face that he puts up is very shining and brilliant. But inside it is very kala, isn't it? Kala kala mukhade, gore gore chahre, <coughs> isn't it? So we always try to put the best side of us into the public. Okay, no complaint. Look into and see how best it is inside. It demands certainly repair. Why? Because we are not poised in all situations. As long as we are not poised in all situations, we cannot be satisfied with our nature. We have to work it out. For that working out, we have to, since you cannot yourself do it, if you can repair your vehicle like our Gopalji does, He's a mechanical engineer. He doesn't take his vehicle to the mechanic for repair. He himself repairs. It prompts us even to take our vehicle to him to repair. But since he is not in the profession of mechanics, we cannot do that. Isn't it? So therefore, you cannot reverse self-repair. Therefore, there is the one who said, I will repair for you. You come to me, I repair for you. Or, you invite me, I come and repair for you. Santa Maharaja Mobile Rachester doesn't it? Everything. Medicines can come home. Easy pharma. Make my trip. All is in your mobile. Which is not here luckily. So therefore, everything, the master comes home, even see, even before the electronics. It has been there from the beginning. You invoke me, I enter into you. Miller Farm Center. Miller Farm Center. 
Third is this way. Normally if I go now, I don't know how you, you, you are doing, you are grinding at home. Isn't it? But do you also get into the grinder? The morning when you prepare some podies or some chutneys, you put some pulses in it and put on the grinder. The grinder grinds and we have the pori. A very refined one which you can eat without losing your teeth. Isn't it? But what the master says is, I will enter into the mill. See, the miller enters into the mill and forms the center of the mill and then conducts the milling. What a compassion! The moment you invoke, the master enters into it. If you are only, if only you care for it. So you don't believe it. That's why it doesn't work with The master said, I will enter into you and take the seat, whichever you offer, be it in Ajna or be it in heart. And sitting there, I personally make a repair. It's a personal one-to-one basis. One-to-one basis into everyone he enters and causes the needed repair, not only of the bodily situations, the psyche, which is the essence of your nature. He conducts repair to your psyche. So when the psyche is put to repair, your thinking patterns will change. You don't think in the same pattern as you were thinking before. So therefore, he that is the work he does, to make our nature friendly to us. That's why it occurred to me that is the reason why he chose this month of Jimmy. I also gave earlier some other explanations. Same explanation every time is no good now. Earlier I said this is in the reverse wheel, tenth month. Jimmy in the reverse wheel is the tenth month. Tenth month is a month of fulfillment. Tenth sign, house, the horoscope is house of fulfillment. So how much a man gets fulfilled is seen in the horoscope in the tenth house and the related planets. The lord of that house, where is he? Is he in trouble or is he in a good position that he can accomplish? So in the reverse reveal of the zodiac, Gemini becomes tenth house. Tenth house is fulfillment. So in the spiritual fulfillment, it is in the reverse direction we observe the chart. Therefore, it is tenth house where the, the fulfillment can happen. And that fulfillment can come only when your nature is friendly with you. You see how friendly Rama's nature was with you. From the point of coronation to the point of being in the jungle in just one day, there is no change in it. One even is eaten, such a shock, isn't it? Instead of being coronated as the prince, emperor. On the same day by evening he landed in nearby jungle. How did it how did he perform himself through all the day from morning to evening? Just no change in vibration, constant vibration. 
that is friendliness of his nature. That's why we worship him. Pati chiladana ke kangar padpai padhani ke arasukuntu unda wala ke nature friendly. Man bhaga arise nature gana. Padhani ke arasukuntu unda wala ke kakal patukuntu unda. Alant nature unna pudu. Apajipedam. Kutsara nejas padhani ke arasukuntu unda. Facility. That facility. That facility, please let us try to make best use of it, so that from being a very complicated nature that we are, that we carry, a part of us, it becomes a very friendly nature. And when your nature is friendly, friendliness flows through you to the surroundings. That's how it is. That's how he prepares school friends, yoga friends. And then he, those friends can be picked up by the hierarchy, preceded over by Maitreya, the Lord of Friendliness. The true translation of Maitreya is Lord of Friendliness. He said, I'll prepare the friends you need. You use them for the divine plan. That's how he made an agreement with the hierarchy that I shall contribute disciples who are fit to serve the plan. What are we doing? We routinely think of Master CVV and somehow try to manage our family life. That's all. Just to family life. Sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, building houses. That's not what he intended. He intended that each one of us shall be a wild survivor. A wild survivor. Allah, wild don't think of being a wild survivor unless you start serving your surroundings. It's only through serving your surroundings properly, you are lifted up into situations where the field is made, you are exposed to greater field and greater field, ultimately resulting in world service. That is what Master Jalkun says, out of small duties properly performed, small responsibilities properly performed, will emerge larger responsibilities culminating in the world service. So when we are experts in escaping from responsibilities, nothing can happen. But the, the program with the Master is, he opens doors after doors to walk into a grand planetary life. Such is the scope, starting with reparation of our nature. So reparation of our nature is the fundamental and culminating into world service is the purpose for which the advent of Master CVV has happened. May this be taken as the fundamental note for the themes to come in the next four teachings. Thank you one and all. Namaskar.